Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Jazz hands. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Today is Saturday, and we're here for another episode of Day After Show. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a show to talk about. This is, How are you today, Neil? This is the kind of day after show you get excited about, right? Oh, yeah. It was a not, show. Not, not the last one. You know, the last one wasn't that exciting, and you shouldn't go check it out. Well, I mean, that you can go check it out if you want, but if you're checking out two shows <laughs> or one show, uh, you know, and you only have two to choose, I'm, I'm picking last night. This is the one. This, this is, the, is one. the one. Well, uh, I mean, you know, people are people are saying that Montana is the show Ohio of the West. Oh um, my goodness! It might be. <laughs> I just got back. I just Do you got have back that like, show Ohio of Michigan. Did you get have that like locked and loaded for today? Like you're really. No, I I actually I actually saw uh, a post on Instagram. I think it was here for Goose. Uh, yeah. Said something about uh, Montana being the show Ohio of the West. And I was like, I'm going to bring that up on the pod because Neil's going to scoff at me when I say that. I, and I did. I did scoff. But that, oh. there's truth in it, right? When they play there, it's good. Generally, that is the truth. So. <laughs> Generally. Well, we've got a guest on today who is at the show. Uh, so we're going to bring him on. Without further ado, hello. Hey, Jason. Hey. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here today, Jason. Uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, and we're very excited to dive in to last night's uh bonner or missoula show uh you know however specific you want to be about it um we'll call it missoula that's where oh. that's where my address was like five minute walk away so i think it's right on the border there you go i think the venue itself is technically in bonner um i don't know it, it's complicated whatever we're not here to talk about geography uh on this podcast though how are you how are you today jason you're in you're in spokane right now getting ready yeah. for tonight we are sitting outside of Melt's Extreme Grilled Cheese, and we just had award-winning pot sticker grilled cheese from the spot in Coeur d'Alene, which is just Ooh. over the border from Spokane. So, a uh, long drive this morning. Looking forward to tonight as well. Uh, does it does it live up to the hype? Did the grilled cheese live up to the hype? Yeah, some would say it's the grilled cheese of the year. Ooh, <laughs> G C O T Y. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Amazing. Come on, call Vickers. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, let, let's let's get into the show uh, from last night because I think we're going to want to talk for a very long time about a lot of different things. Uh, so take me through, you know, I know the weather wasn't the best yesterday, but take me through your arrival to the venue, what the vibe was like pre-show, where you ended up. Yeah, from Seattle. So long drive the night before. Uh, we, we were just like right down the street, uh, found a good spot to stay and never been to Kettle House. It's like my number one bucket, bucket list venue. I'm so grateful I get to live next to the gorge and go out there almost every year and been to Red Rocks, but Kettle House was top of my list. So, you know, uh, venue, venue was awesome. The weather was, uh, was actually just fine. You know, it, it stopped raining earlier in the day. So just a, a cooler night. And I mm -hmm. think, uh, I think everyone was comfy. It was awesome. 
Awesome. Uh, and perfect timing. We've got uh, another guest joining us. Hi, Josh. How are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. You're you're at a football game. Is that correct? I'm not at just any football game. It's the NAIA Frontier Conference Top 15 matchup. Uh, it's a, an absolutely insane offensive game. Montana Tech is beating College of Idaho 34 to 21 at halftime. Tech wow. had 383 yards of offense. Well, it's we pretty, appreciate yeah. you taking Almost your Almost as many fireworks time. as last night. <laughs> uh, well, we, we appreciate you taking your halftime uh, to join us here on the pod for a little bit. Um, but before we dive into the show itself, you know, we just heard from Jason a little bit. Uh, take us through how you felt getting into the venue last night, your vibe pre-show, and where you ended up. Oh, I love the Kettle House, man. It's easily my top two. In terms of, like, more than a 1,000 people venue, it's my top venue in Montana. Pine Creek, where Goose played actually like two years ago, would be my number one. I wish I had got to see them there. Um, but, yeah, I just – they have a great little brewery outside the, the venue that you can pregame and kind of watch the uh, – list, listen to the sound check, which was awesome too. They put they, – two of the three covers they played in sound check, they played in the show. The last one I think maybe they're saving for tonight. I'm really excited to hear this one live once they uh, get around to, uh, to this mm-hmm. cover. Um, but I was on the left side. Like, if you're looking at the stage left, like maybe 10 feet left of Trevor on the rail. Met a nice guy from Missoula named Seth. I had a great time at the show. Uh, Trevor was looking great. I haven't seen a lot of discourse, but that denim with the pink hoodie underneath, that was that was quite the look. I really liked it. We had a we had a we had an Instagram story from Rick yesterday uh, from Soundcheck uh, of you know just a big smile from Trevor. Uh, it was it was really cute. Yeah, and it, it didn't really oh, raise yeah. Ryan's pulse at all, you know, because he was wearing the Canadian tuxedo yesterday, and that's just <laughs> normal. That's everyday stuff for Ryan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it didn't didn't really catch my eye. Um, but I, I was excited uh, about this show last night. You know, Goose has a Goose has a very good track record in Montana. Um, you know. We we had a comment before saying uh, Show Tana does not have the same ring to it as Show Ohio, uh, which is for sure. Oh, there we go. He's back. Um, uh, but oh, no, so sorry. Oh, oh no. I'm love when that happens. Um, really interesting start to this show, uh, and you know let's 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 start uh, with you, Jason. Uh, you know, go Killing Moon uh, and Mister Action here. First couple songs getting the night started. How did you feel about these two? Yeah. There were some rumors there was going to be a 2020 like last played cover. And so I looked at the list and I actually, I don't know the killing moon that well, but it was, mm-hmm. it was an awesome start. I uh, definitely, my, my buddy Nick is a fan of the song. He's with me and uh, just, just thought it was a killer opener and Mr. Action uh, also, also one I've, uh, I'm pretty high on as well. I think uh, Rick, Rick just killed the solo on the outro and I don't know that it's just uh, I like I love the like little key changes that happen in that one on, on, mm-hmm. on the outro. It was it was great. Yeah, Lo- love the jam in that one. We have came to play here with his daily call for shelving a song. Uh, it's different every pod, uh, and we appreciate that you always have a song that you want to see shelved. Uh, so thank <laughs> you, Matt. <laughs> Josh, what about you? How did you feel about Killing Moon and Mr. Action to start off? Killing Moon, I didn't know too much of. I did hear a little bit in soundcheck, and this guy um, who's also on Twitter, his name's Garrett. I met him at the show. He told me that he told me what the song was, so I was expecting that. Not as the opener, but I thought that jam was great. And Mr. Action, I love the song where the lyrics, you know, they don't. They're very understandable, and you can repeat them in the stands. Mr. Action is one of those. So it was a jam. I mean, every pretty much every song last night was a jam. I I don't know if there were any that I I mean that you could say weren't outstanding. Maybe lead up. Argue. Well, Maybe, I mean, but it, but it's lead up. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, uh, Neil, you got any thoughts on these first two here? Uh, well, yes, I do have thoughts. You know, you do get the Mr. Action, which of course Goose has to open with one of a handful of songs. So they couldn't do it in the opener slot because they really wanted to do this cover. So you get the Mr. Action. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. But oh man, the Killing Moon, amazing. So first time since South Farms. Yeah, eleven seven twenty. Yeah, some people say it's a 188-show gap. It's 190, it's actually. Incredible. Um, so, in any case, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, that is really cool. I was at that show. That was my fifth Goose show um, when they played that one, and it was incredible, and it was exciting to see this last night. I don't know. It's a killer song, and I, I wish they would cover it more. 
Yeah, it's it's cool to see uh, like kind of one off covers like that. You know, that was part of the the Donnie Darko Halloween theme uh, in 2020, which was a really cool show. Great uh, few other covers from that show and some great jams from that show, too. Um, so, just one second, just to interrupt. So oh, yeah. Austin. Austin was dressed as the gong at that show. I think I was like a couple of pods yeah. away from you. So. so so funny, uh, Austin and I play on a pond hockey team together, and that was my introduction to Goose back in, in 2019. So we're Connecticut natives. I, nice. I lived in town over growing up. So Nice. Hometown right heroes. Yeah. So, and then, I mean, and Mr. Action, always fun uh, in the first set. But then we get right into it here. Uh, let's talk about this flea. Um, because there's a lot going on in this flea. It's it, this. It's like 19 minutes or so, right? Like just uh, just under 20. Really, really cool. Josh, why don't you start us off on this flea here? How are you feeling about this? Jam? Amazing. That's my. I mean, this is my third goose show. I was at both Bozeman shows in April. I, I don't think they played time to flee at either of those. This one was. I mean, they it's did. one of the several songs tonight where or last night where they take you somewhere and then you get back to the song and you you didn't even realize that you were still in the song. Right. Like I'm not the most musically acumen person it's like i'm a little tone deaf you know i'm a reporter not a singer so i just love listening to the music but there was it just so many times last night where they took you like to another song during the song it was they're in such a groove right now yeah and there's more of that incredible vintage vibe playing from peter uh in this jam you know neil we're we were talking about this morning kind of has that like ryman rosewood kind of vibe to it uh you know like riding the edge between like you know almost falling apart uh but anyway jason how are you feeling about this flea yeah i mean fleet fleet jam always delivers uh i i think uh you know, people get hung up on on the lyrics but it's uh it's such a groove the rap so it's awesome awesome to start awesome to close when they come back into it and i thought i thought it was pretty solid and like obviously the first first true true jam of the night uh and set the tone for things to come Absolutely. I, I found when I was listening back to it this morning, you know, I was like, I was like, wow, this jam's really good. And then there's, there's that point about halfway through where it feels like Rick is going back in, you know, to hit the ending. Um, and they kind of hit like a peak that feels like, a, you know, they, they were going to hit the ending, but then decided not to. And then they jam for, you know, another eight or nine minutes, which I, I just thought that was cool how it kind of sounded like uh, they could have wrapped up and that they were maybe going to. But then they did. Anyway, Neil. Neil yeah, there was a theme of that last night there was yeah. like a we're, we're about to wrap up and like ah no no we're not no but, we're not. Uh, yeah no. the flea was the first moment where i was like all right something's happening here and if you think about you know we obviously have the whole show to kind of look back on but in the moment we were like oh this is a hot jam right and the funny part is like we don't really think about this jam as maybe as hot as it was because of the stuff that comes later um it gets overshadowed a little bit but this is a very, very good jam. Had they played nothing else for the rest of the night, we'd be talking about this jam like, this was the highlight of the night. This is really good stuff. Yeah. Um, and I like where it went to. I mean, Flea has been hit or miss as of late. Last one was pretty good. This one was really good. Peter was... There have been some shorter ones. Yeah, there's been shorter ones. And we got, I guess, spoiled in 2021, 2022, where we got a bunch of really good versions, right? And uh, yeah, Peter was excellent on the vintage vibe in this jam. I really enjoyed how that sounded. And yeah, man, it's just 20 minutes of flea. It's, it's never bad, right? <laughs> like if they're, they're doing 20 minutes of flea, you're pretty happy. And yeah. I was pretty happy after this one. And it just, I don't know. It, it felt like something was different when they were playing this. It felt different than the previous six shows. Like something was building and, and sure enough, it was. Mm -hmm. And and this also, you know, this this show starts off another five in a row weekend for them. And so I, I feel like that momentum that started last night, you know, we'll have a better idea after tonight's show. But I feel like that's just going to build momentum throughout the weekend uh, because I think, you know, the band felt has, has just their energy so far this tour had like it's been very evident that they've been having such a blast for the past, you know, week and a half that they've been on the road. Um, and so I'm excited to watch that. You know, it's really translating into the music now, too. Uh, we're starting to see. Um, so really, really cool. Yeah. And they kept Jeff confined to the green room last night. Like he did not hit the, the brewery before the show. So there's like Jason even more said energy. that he did. He yeah, did. He was having a couple of beers up with, with the, before the show. So. He was not confined to the green room. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He lied to us. What do you mean? Like, 
somebody asked him last night on Twitter, like, hey, why don't you come down to the brewery? He's like, nah, I'm in the green room. Well, I'm assuming he was <laughs> at the time. Yeah, maybe. You know, Jeff's uh, incredible. Jeff's got to, you know, go out and mingle a little. Anyway, we continue the first set here. We'll go lead up, drive, Redbird uh, to close out the set. Um, you know, why don't, why don't you start us off here, Jason, uh, with these three songs? Yeah, I, uh, I love lead up. I think it's it's probably my favorite of the new songs this year, although Feel mm-hmm. It Now kind of pushes me back there sometimes. Uh, I don't know. It's got that, like, kind of, like, simple chord progressions, like almost like 90s rock kind of chord progressions at certain points. But I don't know. I, I just... Uh, I love I love like double chorus where where uh, Rick reaches at the end uh, on the vocals a little bit. Love, love lead up and obviously two great jams with with uh, with Drive and Redbird. Uh, I don't know. I, I was I was hoping for a Redbird. Just kind of felt right with the setting at Kettle House. I was, I'm always looking for those songs that kind of match uh, match the setting a little bit. So I thought I thought Redbird was the stronger of the two. Um, just uh, you know get got dancey and then uh then then got kind of serious on on the red bird after the dancier drive i love man drive drive jams are back they're 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 back and it's beautiful back yeah this was great amazing two guitar stuff happening in this drive last night which was so awesome to hear um you know just taking that groove to some amazing amazing places josh what are your thoughts here on lead up drive red bird I, I love the drive into Redbird. I thought it was a perfect way to, to end the first set. I really just like watching the guys, especially the faces that uh, Rick and that Peter make throughout the show. Um, it's You can tell how into the music they are. I mean, there's like this this, this uh, super focused face that John Mayer is kind of famous for that, that Rick is, is doing now that he just like mean mugs kind of the audience a little bit with his, <laughs> with his you know, mouth, at, with his mouth. I, not really a good way to illustrate for a podcast, but <laughs> I just uh, the crowd lost their mind during the you know the Redbird guitar solo, especially everyone. I mean, then the crowd it was a great crowd. I heard a lot of people mention it, but just super respectful, no pushing and shoving it in the in the pit, and uh, a, a really great time for everyone. All ages were jamming to that Redbird. Yeah, that it felt like. I mean, that that Redbird was just like relentless energy and kind of a release. Uh, you know, it didn't really go outside the song. Like, wasn't wasn't really type two at all. Um, but like, I mean, it's it's an excellent listen. Uh, Neil, what are your thoughts on these? Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you brought up Redbird. Before I get talk about Drive, I have a lot of things to say about Drive. Maybe not a lot of things, but a very strong statement about Drive. And then, but I do want to talk about the Redbird first because Rick's guitar sounded exactly like what he wants Rick's guitar to sound like in this Redbird. I mean, he had that thing singing. It's absolutely beautiful. His solo in this, those new pickups, baby. That's yeah, what I heard. like it, there's it's been so much talk about his tone, and like I, I don't know, a lot of negative talk. And this is incredible. Like, go back, listen to this Redbird, listen to the solos in this. You're right; it doesn't go into like type two territory. It doesn't have to. This is an amazing, amazing Redbird. So, really, really enjoyed that, and just love the way his guitar was sounding in that. It just sounded perfect. Um, mm-hmm. And then this drive, I was thinking in the moment when we were listening to this, this is the best jam they've played so far on this tour. And that's that was my feeling. Like, that drive Ooh. really, really good. And, yeah, I, I mean, that's the, the trajectory the show was going on, right? Like, yeah. it's just, I mean, continuing to go up all the way through. That energy from the drive spills over into that solo. And, and Redbird, really, really beautiful Redbird. I mean, what a way to end a set. Like, Oh my gosh. And then, yeah, you know, the energy just continues after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, looking at the, looking at this show and you know, I, I like, there might be four entries from this show that make my playlist. Like, you know, we'll, we'll have to see, like, I'm not hundred percent sure yet. I need to, you know, once those boards show up on nugs and uh, I can do a little playing with my uh, playlist, but you know, hoping, uh, or, hoping excited to see where all of that kind of shakes out to but yeah th- this was just an amazing amazing way to end off the first set and you know going into set two which we'll get to in a second uh but let's start with you here josh set break report how are you feeling what was the vibe like going into set two I, I amazing i mean it was how can it get better from here uh and and somehow it did i gotta head off because or head out because uh, the second half starts in a couple of minutes but oh man that that 
the thatch and then the Madhuven into the Moby back to the Madhuven was just the pinnacle on top of the mountain of the night. It was it was impeccable to, to hear a show end like that. And, and you know, we, we saw the set list in, in Salt Lake City that got cut short, and we were mm. all hoping they would go into it tonight. And when they did, everyone in the pit was, was going wild. It was a fun time, and I'm so excited to see how they build on this uh, going tomorrow, or tonight, rather, just a few hours from now. I'm excited to couch surf uh, the yeah. show in Spokane coming up tonight. Awesome. Well, enjoy the rest of the game. Thanks for stopping by, Josh. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right. So, yeah. Jason, your set break report. Set break report. Uh, I, I I knew we were in for more, even though it was a great first set. So I, you know, just just felt felt something special coming at two big jams, like you said, to to end the end the first set. Uh, you make your your jam of the year playlist. You're gonna have like 15 Redbirds on there. It feels like. I feel like <laughs> yeah, yeah, seven or eight already. <laughs> Should just be the. It's like it's the red year of the Redbird, I think. So I, I was pretty pumped up and. Uh, yeah, obviously excited to, to talk about what comes next. I mean, it is also the year of another song. Um, so yes, that, you know, we, we were, yeah, I, I think, you know, we knew this was coming last night. This is tied, it, you know, it was tied for the longest gap ever for Thatch, which is five. Um, you know, that is never, they've never gone more than five shows without playing Thatch, um, since its debut. Uh, and so, you know, it, it was coming last night and they, Oh, oh boy. Uh, you know, Jason, you're, you're going to go first, please. You know, ha- what was that like to experience in real life? <laughs> yeah. I, I think after every subsequent song in the set, I was just like, do you remember the thatch? The one, the one that happened first, I just yeah. couldn't, couldn't get it out of my head going to bed, waking up in the morning. First thing I thought of, uh, I think, uh, obviously it had like the early dark section which was was awesome on the jam usually usually like they find their way there a little bit later uh but there have been many dark thatches to my knowledge and i think it was it was uh and it was different from like an echo philly echo dark it was it was it was something different that i i don't think i've seen from them so that was great i think jeff really uh jeff and and uh, ben really drove that middle section where it got pretty weird and it was just like leaning on leaning on the drums a little bit while, while, while there was a lot of noodling going on. And I was just zoned in on, on Ben uh, and Jeff. They were, they were both killing it. And like, I think you, you said, you know, before we chatted, there's just this moment where it, it starts to turn and get like this raging joy from like the you know, 18, 19 minute onwards. And you think it's going to end and they just like keep finding new levels and new levels and until till thatch and it's it's awesome conclusion so i thought it was you know in the moment i'm like that's that's the best song i've seen this year i've seen seen some great songs i saw you know the the seattle echo uh you know saw a 30 minute dripping tap of king giz that i can't get out of my head but i think that this uh this was this was my like favorite song of the year pricing 30 shows this year song of the year you heard for me my my song of the year song of the year uh vickers (laughs) please take note uh yeah neil go ahead man this that oh boy i I mean it is relentless uh jason it's like you're in in my head actually so you brought up i think you mentioned philly echo at one point in this did you say that already yeah i I said it was a different kind of dark but but definitely some of the same shades yeah like just like darkness that just like builds up to a peak but this all encompassing this jam is like I was saying it this morning when I was listening to it for the, the first re-listen of the day. I listened to it three times. Only um, three? Slacker. Yeah, well, four if you include last night. Because <laughs> it's just, it's so ridiculously good. But it's like, just pummels you. It's like a, a, a relentless tide that's just like hitting you with just the heaviest waves. And like, you feel like you just can't like swim anymore. And then like another one comes and it just feels like it's going to like just pull you in. And then like finally it recedes and you're like free. And then it just like pounds you again. And it's just, <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, like the, the energy in this jam, it breathes. Uh, that was the other thing that I was thinking first thing this morning when I heard it. I mean, this is, this is top tier goose. Uh, Sorry, it I'm, is I'm reacting. To oh it. yeah. And then some people might say that there's a Frankenstein tease in there. There's not. And Vickers knows that there is not. Uh, we yeah, appreciate, but, uh, we appreciate the submission. Uh, it is indeed a CCP. Yeah. So, so then, you know, after you have this kind of darkness and evil jamming that's just like 
pounding you away. Like it's just nuts. And then it just builds to an insane peak. And then this is another example of, it felt like the whole band was convinced they were going to go back into the thatch outro for like a little bit, like a couple bars. And Rick was just like, no, I am <laughs> going to wrestle out a little bit more of this. Yeah. And then they kind of dropped into it. But there, there's so much to like about this. It is one of the best jams of the year. I am not ready to crown it as anything, but I mean, it's one of my favorites and I'm going to play it a lot. Which is funny because uh, Neil was the first person this morning to say that it was his new jam of the year. Uh, he has, he has since backtracked, um, you know, but I, I appreciate, I appreciate Neil kind of, kind of breaking the dam on that one. Um, Cause I feel like a lot of times, you know, making a statement like that, like, you know, I was looking at my playlist and thinking about the jams. It's like, once you get into like the top 10, the top five, it's so hard to slot things in that. Cause you're like, is it better? Is it the jam of the year? And you know, like, am, am I, overhyping this jam uh and so neil saying that this morning uh kind of for a few of us was like okay like it's not just me you know our yeah. our, our our uh daily brian brinkman name drop uh you know friend of the pod brian brinkman uh also uh you know was of the same mind he was like he was like i thought it was just me um but so it, it is it is going to the top of my playlist uh personally you know you, you may not be there right now um but i'm sure you know, you'll listen to it another few times and you'll get there. Um, but this jam, you know, you said it all like the the darkness is just incredible. And it's really it's just like what Peter's doing um, for for this jam. Like, you know, again, it's we, we've heard in stuff like the, the Louisville All I Need and some of these big peaky jams this year where the Peter's been layering that like profit synth underneath. And it just gives it this like you know, bigger and more soaring quality. And so that was happening last night in like, you know, in the, in the peak section that starts 19, 20 minutes in. Um, but it's different last night. You know, it, it felt kind of like the Louisville, all I need, not quite the same, like just going nuclear and Hollywood nights kind of thing that that jam does, but just this huge peak. And last night still, while it was triumphant, it still had these undertones of darkness throughout. Like it was like, I mean, it's, it's, unbelievable uh what, what they're doing in in this 27 minute thatch um what does jive goose say um i think he said something about how it was okay <laughs> i think so, the highest like praise that. jive goose can give within like 72 hours of a show is that like it might be in his top 10 and i think that's no, what actually this morning actually uh goosemas 2022 the the february goosemas that's i think that that was when he learned the hard way not to hasty rick shows yeah uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, th this thatch is really something special. Um, it is indeed. <laughs> it will my go on my above, above my head for probably the last seven minutes. Just yeah. in the air. I can't, I'm in a car, so I can't yeah. get them off. Tie, it, but it, it reminded me, it reminded me a bit of the Fairfax Arcadia from last year too, where they kind of hit back into thatch, but at a double time speed, which is, you know, spuds was just like, you know, watching the video premiere right before we went live here. Thank you, Peter, for that excellent timing. Um, watching the video premiere of the ending there, just watching like, you know, Kim just like go crazy on the drums, like with this huge smile on his face and, you know, Rick kind of turned back and look at him like, you know, once they're back in thatch mode and then just like in the Fairfax Arcadia, there's a perfect pivot where he slows it back down to the right tempo for the end of the song. And it was just like amazing. Yeah. In case you forgot, Ben Atkin, very, very good at the drums. Very, uh, believe it <laughs> I mean, or not. And like, that's another piece to this where, like you could just go and listen to this thatch, uh, like Jason was saying, and just focus on on the drums, and like that's it. That's yeah. like, all you can pay attention to, and you're good. Like you are impressed with that and that alone. So I mean, killer jam. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, we we will be talking about this thatch lots uh, in the future. I'm sure as you know, as bracket season gets closer, and you know, obviously we'll have a tour recap uh, next month. But man, I can't wait to keep listening to this. You know, Neil, you only listened to it three times today. I. I have five probably going to put it on again after we finish this pod. Um, you know, I have to, I have to, you know, let the rest of my family know what, what the new jam of the year is. We have a new King. If you anyway, say so certified next, we've got in your eyes, uh, drip field. Let's talk about these two songs together. How are you feeling uh, about this middle section of the set? If you will, Jason. Yeah, I, uh, 
I love the In Your Eyes from earlier this year. I think it was. That was that was just an awesome jam. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't call myself like the biggest Peter Gabriel fan, and obviously anything following the song before is going to kind of, I don't know, you, you need some time to, to, to relax a little bit, but uh, it uh, it turned around pretty quickly with, with a mid-set drip field, used to that, you know, closing out sets, so always awesome to get it kind of kind of planted there in a, in a, in a mid mid set spot uh you know trip trip fields always awesome and, you know not, nothing too too special about this one it was uh you know pretty standard standard trip field following the uh the normal i think normal path on on the jam but uh you know always always welcome the the bass bombs coming from from Jeff or whatever he's doing back there, you, you could feel those sound was great in the house. So. Special effects, yeah. Uh, we we forgot to uh, we forgot to talk oh, yeah. about that. The the yeah, pre yeah. the pre thatch banter. We Jobus on percussion. I heard that special effects. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what button he hit. It, I it's I, I don't know if it was the the bomb in real life, but on the webcast, it was just a burst of static. <laughs> like it just listening to it again before thatch. I've now heard that banter five times today. Um, it's literally just a burst of static. <laughs> Amazing. How many nicknames does Jeff have? Jovis? I, a new one. Like one of those oh, guys. It's a new one like every couple of months. Yeah, there's there's always something. That one um, might be my favorite so far. Jovis? I, yeah. I like Jovis. It has, yeah. has a nice ring to it. Um, I'm going to guess that that one was created while they were in Utah. Uh, just, just a guess. But anyway, uh, this In Your Eyes, beautiful, beautiful landing pad. Not, you know... Not a huge jammer like the Seattle one or the Cap one, uh, you know, that we heard earlier this year. Um, but, you know, perfect cover spot to come after Thatch. You know, g- give everyone a little breather. Show off Rick's voice of an angel, you know, for, for a few minutes there. Um, and it was amazing. Jobas Daya. Thank you. Thank you, Vickers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then Dripfield comes out, a very rare mid-set Dripfield. Uh, just to put it in perspective, Dripfield has been played 33 times, and it has been mid-set. Okay, 10 times. Never mind. I thought that was going to be way less. Um, <laughs> like the dramatic pause, too. I, I know. You say, I thought it was – because I, like, I thought I had looked at the, the page <laughs> earlier, and it had been like, wow, this only happened like three times before. No, so ignore me. Uh, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, no, it mean, has been not... it has been very rare. Usually, more often than not, trip field closes a set. Um, so this is. <laughs> well, you know, okay, it's... it's a really good drift field. And based on elevation, the pass was so long that I, I thought it might close the set. Like, yeah, we were get, getting late. It was like already past eleven by the time drift field ended. So right, uh, yeah, clearly they had other plans. Mm-hmm. So I would like to talk about this in your eyes a little bit. So you get a cool down in this, right? As you said, a landing pad. But since we brought up Brian Brinkman, I'm going to steal his takes as well. He had a very, very opinion about this where he said, the best shows have jams like this one. It is a good jam inside here. It's a micro jam. So like when we say like, oh, it's a great jam. I think people have expectations of 20 minutes of just insanity. But if you listen to this, there is very, very good improv going on in here. It To me, I got a vibe of... uh, Fish's Wolfman's brother, when they started, like, when they kind of came off of it, like, mm. the, the bass and, like, Peter's playing at the time, there was, like, a little bit of clav in there, and it just sounded amazing. And this is an indication of just how well they were playing. They abandoned the song structure almost immediately and just started doing what sounded like great music. And it was. they were firing on all cylinders at this point. So don't skip over this in your eyes yeah I think there are a couple of versions of in your eyes from earlier this year standalone far better than this right i think of the cap um and then seattle. Seattle? Yeah. yeah but like this is this is great and when you talk about great shows which we haven't said this about this show yet i think the the less controversial opinion to have about the show is not about like that being the jam of the year which i think a lot of people are really dying to say but this is one of the best shows Goose has played this year. Yeah. This is one of the best shows Goose has played since Philly Night 2. Yeah. I mean, I think you can stretch that out over time and stack and hey, this show against any of those shows. Hey, Neil, is there a way where people can go and stack this show against other shows? I believe you can go to algoose.net and, and rate the show. I've what? heard that you can do that. No yeah. way. 
So far, yeah. there are only two ratings on last night's show. Uh, so everyone should head over to elgoose.net. You can rate it out of five stars uh, and then see where it lands on the list. Um, I'm going to guess it's going to be up there. Um, but yeah, th- this, this mid-set drip field, you know, whether it's 30% of the time or not, I feel like when we think of drip field, we think of a closer. Uh, you know, regardless of how often it is played mid-set. So I, I should have said that instead of trying to use data that didn't support my statement. So can I uh, talk about this drip field, though? Yes. Because I, 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 I didn't get there yet. Um, so th- I love this drip field. The, the peak in this thing is bananas. It's so yeah. good. I really, really enjoyed it. On my first listen, when I was listening to it last night, I don't think it hit me as hard because I think I was still just like dazed from what I had listened to. Yeah, in your eyes. I couldn't believe it. But listening to that drip field this morning, I, I really, really liked it. It's it's pretty good. And it's a, a hefty length drip field. Yeah, it's um, 20. And a, yeah. a lot of time we'll see a 20 minute drip field on the set list. But that includes, you know, three, four minutes of encore break. Yeah. And so we could stop right here and stop yeah. talking about this show. This is one of the best shows they've played in a long time. Yes. But uh, then. But then there's more. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I want to talk about the strip field first. Um, okay, go ahead. Please. Yeah, as, as you said, just really good. More incredible vintage vibe work from Peter. Uh, and this is the this is probably the, the fourth jam. Oh, maybe his phone overheated again. Um, probably the fourth jam from this show that's going to make my playlist. Uh, I think when all is said and done, uh, again, need to fully evaluate this. Um, but yeah, just a really enjoyable listen. And I love what they've been doing with Dripfield lately. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of that like klezmery kind of kind of vibe happening uh, in a lot of drip fields. You know, Asbury Park comes to mind. Um, but yeah, man, it like again, they, they could have played, you know, all the songs we don't want to hear. They could have played Seekers after that, and it still would have been one of the best shows, right? Like Seekers in the second set couldn't even, you know, lower that. Um, but then we got what was on the set list for Salt Lake City. And they didn't have time for it because of the lightning. Return of the Moby. It's back. Yep. Been gone since January. 55 shows. That is way too long to go without playing Moby. That's the longest gap since the song's debut in early 2021. Um, oh. Do we have an overheat again? Yeah, it happened again. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, we're just talking about the modavon moby modavon uh so so glad i can get back on and talk about it yes please take us through it yeah uh oh let's turn that fan down there we go hold on (laughs) better uh i i think we we knew it might come because it got cut the night before if i'm not mistaken right probably talked about that and uh i think for it was the first modavon moby since legend valley 21 they did it then that was an awesome jam and I think, I think the outro was just awesome on the Madivan. It kind of reminded me of the uh, the Ryman, like kind of melodic, slow build on the outro. I think they had like this four minute segment. I haven't had a chance to go re listen to it, but probably my other favorite jam of the show. You said you'd probably have four on your list from the show. Those are definitely the the two that that are up there for me. And I don't. Mm-hmm. I thought like the transition into Moby earlier in the song was like really smooth there was like a lot of space there and then it kind of made that change happen and everybody everyone looked around at each other it was, it was mm-hmm. exciting so well and i, I love I, yeah i i feel like when they did this at legend valley the transitions were not this good in between modavon to moby and then moby back to modavon lot today or today today last night you know from the end of rick solo as the jam in modavon starts instead of going directly into moby they kind of, you know, do that like swirly beginning of Madhavan jam for a minute or so, like kind of setting the stage. And there's a beautiful kind of swell, like a modulation down into the key of C, which is what uh, Moby is in. And Madhavan is an E. Um, but like Trevor, Trevor is like, you know, really instrumental in that, too. Uh, and it's just such a smooth transition. And then Moby um, and what a fucking Moby. Uh, Neil, you know, you said earlier, goat Moby right here. Best one they've played. Best one the since the mode. first one. Yep. Gobi. Yeah. Gobi. I like it. <laughs> but so I, I, Moby of the year. That up, Ryan. Uh, the the transition you. into this reminds me of the very first time they played it at the Caverns when they came out of Wisteria. Yeah. Reserve. And it's not like a 
full segue, full arrow segue, but like it's not. it just melts right into it. It's beautiful. And it felt so right in that moment. And the, the funny thing about that show, when I think about it alongside this show, is that like everything just felt right. The vibe was right. And Peter even said it from that stage, the stage that night. He was like, there's a vibe here tonight. You know, it's awesome. I forget exactly what he said. Ted. But the same thing about last night. Every note just was oozing with a vibe. It just felt, everything felt perfect. It's like, I think back to, you know, Grateful Dead shows that I loved, like, for years and years and years. And I think about Fish shows that I love for years and years and years. They're special ones. They're special ones where, like, even the mundane stuff sounds incredible. And this show is an example of that. But in any case, the, the transition into this movie is beautiful and I love it. Sometimes it feels awkward. Sometimes it feels like they just shoehorn in there. And like, mm -hmm. it's such a cool vibe, the song itself. Yeah, when it they is. do slide it in as smoothly as they did last night, it just makes it even better. And it just heightens the vibe of the whole thing. And then, yeah, man, it's... Uh, I don't great. know. I'll let you go ahead and yeah. talk about the the last half of this Madavon first. But. Yeah, great, great, great point uh, uh, from Austin Gamby here. Uh, but the the Bozeman two seven twenty two Elizabeth Moby, excellent, excellent segue. Also uh, three eleven twenty two slow ready Moby. Um, you know, there, there have been some high quality Moby segues. Montana is indeed a Moby state. Um, yeah, man, I, I was so happy about this. You know, even though. You know, I feel like some of the the like shock factor, the wow factor was kind of taken away from this last night because we knew it was coming. Uh, you know, like I think after seeing it on the set list when they started playing Modavon last night, it was like, all right, we're getting the Moby here. Here we go. Um, and so I, I'm I'm a little bit sad that we didn't see it on Wednesday because I think that would have been amazing, you know, having no clue that that was coming and no clue that that was on the table again. Um but this was awesome. And then, yeah, the second half of the Madhavan, you know, I kind of, by this point in the show, as you said, I was like, like, you know, like still trying to process all the jams that happened earlier. And so I woke up this morning kind of being like, yeah. And then it was like, you know, 18 minutes of Madhavan jam, like nothing, nothing crazy happened there. Anyway. And then I went back and listened to it this morning. I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Like there, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot happening here again. Yeah. Um, you know, goose is just amazing. Like that, you know, they, again, they, they could have phoned it in here. They could have played, 10 minutes of standard Madhavan jamming in this show would still be as good as it is because of everything else that happens. But no, they, they dive right back into it and there's so much good shit happening here. Yeah. I mean, there's different parts to it. I think they dive into that kind of major key ish thing that they've been doing in a bunch of jams. It reminds me of the Madhavan that they played in Boston. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of the Rosewood that they played out at, um, Borderlands, which I keep which reminds up. me of, <laughs> yeah, which also reminds me of the half step that they just played, um, and but I mean you get like fifteen minutes, like it, it's weird because it's split up by the the Moby, but fifteen minutes of Madavon jamming is always awesome, yeah, and just... this does a couple different things, like it has that one piece that I just talked about, and then it gets like really angular and weird for a bit, and I don't know, it's it's a killer jam and. It's like it's such good stuff. It's hard to find words when talking about this show because I like so many feelings about it that I just haven't even like processed yet. But right. The other thing that I want to talk about is what they didn't play. Can we talk about what they didn't play on this? What didn't they play, Neil? I, don't even, I, haven't, play. I haven't seen so they, a picture. I Well, I've heard. I, I don't oh, know if this yeah. is the absolute truth, but the they cut last night your ocean. So imagine this show if they played your ocean. It After like in between Dripfield and Madhavan. Yeah. Would have felt very different. I actually I appreciate the fact that they didn't. You don't always need the landing pad. You can just I know, rage but, the whole pad. I know, but uh, your ocean is my favorite landing pad outside of Moby. Yeah. Um, but like I, I'm I'm happy that that one's on a set list. You know, we haven't seen it since the Warfield, I think, uh, was the last year ocean. Um, and it's it's an incredible song. And so I'm hoping you know, that we see that return to the rotation, you know, it's great to see stuff like, you know, like lead the way and stuff like, you know, songs that have been more rare recently kind of make their way back in a little bit. You know, we still got stuff like doc Brown, which is MIA outside of the last Montana shows. Um, but you know, anything's possible. 
Yeah. Um, it was an hour 25 set or something like that. It was a long yeah. second also set. Also that. Right? We, yeah, we had a really long first set on Wednesday, really long second set last night. It, it bodes well. You know, when you put these guys on a stage, you know, especially right now, like, again, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, their energy and their enjoyment of what they're doing right now is so clear on this tour so far. Um, and so you put them on a stage and you're like, yeah, no, you, like your curfew's 12 or 12.30 or whatever. Like, they're, gonna, they're not going to play a 65-minute set because – they're having a great time up there and they want to keep going, which is amazing for us and for them. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, the best shows have a ton of music. When you think about Philly night too, I think. Yeah, that was long. A lot of music, very long show. And then I'm, I'm putting this, this show in that conversation. It's that good of a show. Some people, Goose I was going to say, uh, said it was the, one of the greatest live music experiences of their life. Seen and some of- people who say yeah. that, say things like that into the void on a social media app. Um, yeah. Well, we won't give them a hard time. Uh, Why? In any <laughs> well, we Why won't we? Um, in any case. <laughs> they played more music after this, by the way. They played yeah. an animal that was really good. So you get like an eight-minute animal encore. That's yeah. great. I, like It's actually got re-listen value to, to it. Animal encore. Yeah. Something. Anyway, I, I tried. It doesn't have to have a name. People love animal. Yeah. 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 It's animal for the people. I am I am a little bit surprised that we didn't, you know, that they weren't saving that for the festival tomorrow. Um, but yeah, never five know. in a row for those guys. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, it's so they all have all this life and energy. I like I'm so tired after just not doing anything and watching for for <laughs> keep it going. Right. Um, and before we wrap up the episode, you know, quick little fantasy talk. Um just just so just so Katie doesn't burn fantasy to the ground. Uh, she picked Moby for eight points uh, the last two or three shows, I think, before it was, you know, it showed up on the set list uh, and, and it paid off. So congratulations. Uh, Katie. Oh, do you want to talk about something else about fantasy goose last uh, night? I forgot this is really that. exciting stuff. I think we should talk Some about this. This is important. Hey, Neil, this- do you know who historically has the most golden geese out of anyone? It, it might be me. I it don't is know. you. Oh, it is? Did you know that I won last night, too? And so I have something to you say. You know that you show up twice on the Golden Goose winners page on Fantasy Goose? There's really? Hosewood Neil and yeah, Hosewood. Yeah, well, I changed my name at some point. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my sure. Name at one point. Make your, make so your anyway, acceptance speech, please. I, I think, well, I, I did get the Golden Goose last night. So I picked the most songs, right? And I think this tells us something important. Goose should allow me to write set lists. Because when they write <laughs> sentences that agree with my picks, it's the best show of a, in a really long time. Oh, did you get did, why? Did, so ev- you're saying that you get Golden Goose every time Goose plays a really? Well, do you always show. pick the best show ever? Then wouldn't you just keep picking the uh, same? No, no, because he doesn't. Completely nonsensical take. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm really excited that this show one was as good as it was, and two that I won the golden goose. Yeah. Well, you know, you're, you're making up some ground on fantasy here. You're only 30 points out of first now. Um, yeah. So wait, good friend, we Brad about, still winning. Can we talk about the show tonight briefly? So Jason, yeah, you're going, so right? can. Yeah, definitely going. Like I have been gushing over this venue. Have you, you've seen pictures of this place, right? I, this back to back weekend has just been since they announced it top of mind. I can't, I can't wait. I, I, I don't even know what you call the thing that goes up, up over the venue. It's awesome. It's like a circus tent of lights. I, I like. I don't even know how you describe it. It looks so it's amazing. Be cool. I, I'm it's hoping. Really cool. I'm hoping that the sun sets early in Spokane because you know early yeah. showtime means that the first set will still be you know when it's light out. It could be just after seven, and the show I think will start at about seven Pacific. So I think we'll we'll be all good for the lights. Perfect. I am super jealous of you. Uh, you are seeing some amazing stuff, and like you got up early, which is kind of a drag. Pretty beautiful drive, I'm yeah. sure. Wasn't that early? Nine, nine, fifteen. Don't worry. Like, yeah, you, you were gaining an hour. Exactly. Right. We like, got so that was that was a good. You discovery. got to sleep for an extra hour. Yeah. Oh, it's like it's like a bonus. It's like oh, it's like there's <laughs> I can sleep yeah. more. Uh, this is it for me until till Goosemas. Uh, so gonna gonna make the most of it. I think. It's been a been an awesome year so far. Got all, yeah. all those West Coast shows. I think Ryan, you were at most of those West Coast shows as well. Yeah, uh, it's been a it's been a good year out in the Northwest for us. No kidding. 
Uh, it, it really has. And yeah, great shows, as you said. Um, well, thank, thank you so much for joining us today, Jason. It's been a pleasure uh, chatting with you. Have the best time tonight. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm excited about the early showtime because that means the show will end at the very reasonable hour of 1 a.m. Eastern uh, because I'm assuming it's a 10 o'clock curfew. Um, you know, starting to shift myself onto Pacific time in preparation for Monday and Tuesday night, which are going to be late. Great. Are you going out? Are you <laughs> no, I am webcasting. <laughs> webcasting. Yeah from, uh, yeah, from the Eastern time zone. I, Good luck. I gotta go to work. Can't, can't make it to those, but got, got some friends going. They're going to love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, and we'll be right back here tomorrow at 3.30 Eastern. We'll be joined by our good friend Garrett. Um, looking forward to that pod tomorrow. Let's talk about it tonight in Spokane. Have a great time. Yeah, Garrett's if, 50th show, if I'm not mistaken. It is. Yeah. Very exciting. Yes. Um, and so we'll be right back here, usual time, uh, to talk about it. Thank you, everybody, for spending your Saturday afternoon with us. Uh, go listen to that thatch again, um, because you should, and it's amazing. Uh, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Have a fantastic day. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born, to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.